as I was preparing and thinking about what I wanted to say today and how I wanted to present it, I, I really heard the Lord. And I heard God say this to me in my spirit. Now, I didn't hear an audible voice, but I mean, you, you train yourself over years how to hear, for, hear God. And, uh, and we all hear him in various ways, in various situations. You may not realize it. It's just because you haven't trained yourself to hear God. You've become, you're, you're carnally minded, and so you don't have a spiritual mindedness to know. You have to have a spiritual mindedness to hear from God. And the more spiritual you get, the more you'll begin to hear from God. God is speaking all the time. His spirit inside of you is constantly giving you instructions and giving you uh, information as to where to go in your life and how to improve your life and how to have a better life. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But what did Jesus come? He came that we might have life and that more abundantly. See, God's desire on every level and God's desire for every person is to have a good life. And what is a good life? It's one that's victorious. It's one that, it isn't without struggle. Everybody has struggles. You can't avoid struggle. I mean, even, no matter how much faith you have, and no matter how much belief system you have, there are still events in your life that are going to cause you grief. There are events in your life that are going to bring struggle and that, that you have no control over. As much as you'd like to control them, you can't control them because they don't, they're out of your control. And so you just have to learn. But the Word of God gives you the, uh, uh, the ability to live victoriously even in spite of the challenges that you're going to face in your life. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. It's my faith. I have something that causes me to overcome the world, something that will give me the ability in the midst of my challenge, no matter how great or how small, to overcome and have a victorious life. Look at somebody and say, God wants you to have a victorious life overcoming life that ought to cause somebody in this room to shout you know when we free you up if we can get you free really get you free then we can see you fly and soar if you'll get free from the encumbrances of the world the encumbrances of the devil the things that are hindering you the challenges and all the depressions and things that 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 so strangle us if we can get you free and really walking in that freedom, there'll be a flight that you take that will be magnificent. God will set you free. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Nothing can hold you down. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Didn't say that a weapon wouldn't be formed and that you wouldn't come against a weapon. There will be weapons, but it is not going to prosper. And inside you, you know you've got a freedom on the inside of you. You're, nothing can knock you down. Nothing can take you out. Because if God be for me, bless God, what does it matter who's against me? That is something to shout about. When you get that on the inside of you, I'll tell you, when the devil comes in, the Bible tells us like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. God will flood into your life, and he will flood into that situation. And what, what seemed to be taking over you, God will take it over. Yes. Glory to God. I want you to know something. You can fly high today. You can have an overcoming and victorious life and walk in the victory that God has for you. He wants you to be. He said we overcome. There is that means we get to overcome. Look at somebody and say, you can overcome. See, now, if you don't say this this morning, I am going to come stare you down. I'm going to find all of y'all that ain't talking. 
Because I want you to say it. I want you to get it out of your mouth. You can be victorious. Look at somebody again and say, you are victorious in Christ. Glory to God. When you leave here today, I'm telling you, I want you just walking out of here with your chin high. I want you walking out of here just being like, you know something, I am the righteousness of God. I am. I am an overcomer. I am victorious. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I'm not lowly and beggarly. You know, sometimes I remember I was in a, I was in another city and I was just kind of making a joke. I thought it was kind of funny. And I was talking about guitar players. It, you know, we needed more guitar players at the time. We didn't have any guitar players. And there were other preachers around. And I was making a joke. I said, I'm begging God to send us guitar players. And one of them preachers looked over and said, begging God, huh? <laughs> I felt this small. Here I am, a faith preacher, talking faith. Talking about begging God for a guitar player. Oh, please, God. Please, please send us a guitar player. Sound like faith to you? That's not faith. When we're believers and we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we are royalty. We don't beg God. We come in authority. We come in the power that's within us. I overcome by the blood of that lamb and the words of my testimony. I'm not a beggar. I'm not begging God to overcome. I am an overcomer. Glory to God. I don't have to beg God for success. Glory to God. I am a success. The power that I need is residing within me. I can overcome every challenge. Every victory is already within me. I am already an inheritor of the promises of God. I am already those things. I just need to see it. I just need the enlightenment of it. And so I want to encourage you this morning that you put on some strength about you. Realize that when you're weak, you can be strong. And when you're you're poor, you can be rich in Jesus. Somebody say amen. One of the greatest faith scriptures ever written to help us understand is this Mark 11, 23, 24, and 22. And, and, and the story is, Jesus a day earlier had been walking down the road. You know, he's, he's got his posse with him. You know what I'm saying. They're all walking together. Everybody's like watching Jesus. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? You know, because I mean, it's like a big road show. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine what that was like? Everywhere he went, the Bible says he went about doing good, healing all those that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Can you imagine the show? Man, I'd have hung out for that. And so anyway, he's walking along, and he's hungry. He's just hungry, just like you and I would be. Anybody ever gone to, you know, you, you want to go get something to eat, and you go to the 24-hour Hardee's, and it's closed. Anybody ever been there but me? You, you ready to eat. You got to eat. You know what I'm talking about? You're hungry. And you show up to the place you want to eat, like on Mondays, when I, I've tried to go to Starfire before on Monday, and it's closed. Can't go to Starfire on Monday. And what's worse is Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Now, I'm glad they're closed because they're honoring God, but when you want a sweet tea, you want Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm going to tell you, Chick-fil-A know how to do sweet tea. You get sweet, you need to dilute the sweet. <laughs> I have wanted to curse at Chick-fil-A on Sunday. 
So Jesus is walking along. And Chick-fil-A is closed. So he decides to make a demonstration. And he wants, to, he wants to bring a principle about in the lives of the men and women that are with him. And so he says to the tree, I love that because he didn't speak to, you know, the moon, the stars. He didn't get down on his knees, dull father, like, God, in Jesus. Oh, he wouldn't say in Jesus' name, would he? He'd say, Father God, I curse this, this is threeth, froweth the rooteth, so that if. Never is beareth fruit again. He didn't do that. He walked up to the tree and he cursed the tree. Now, I don't know what it was like for the disciples that day, but I'm going to imagine what it was like. Because I think Jesus was a real person, and I think the time it's time for us to realize Jesus was not this ethereal being that came to earth and always walked. In the glory, angels were not always around him. There were not angels buzzing his head. Okay? We have that mystery about us, but it's not true. That was really the problem, wasn't it? I mean, when the disciples were around him, and, you know, I mean, he'd just gotten Lazarus out of the grave. Can you imagine? And then he's laying next to you going. That's Jesus. That's got to be the Son of God. That's him. Nah. Well, maybe not. No, that's him. He just raised a guy from the dead, but he's snoring like my brother-in-law. That can't be God. <laughs> Jesus walks up to this tree as mad as he can be. He's wanting to show the principle, and I'm thinking he just looks at this thing. He says, you dumb tree. Probably didn't. I don't know if he did, but I would have. He <laughs> said, I don't, you ain't never going to bear fruit again. Not going to happen. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. He walks along and he keeps on going, probably mumbling under his breath. Hungry, I wish I had something to eat. Blah, blah, blah. The disciples, on the other hand, are standing beside him going, he's losing it, John. <laughs> Dude's losing it, man. He's, he is delirious. We got to get this guy something to eat. Guy's talking to trees, man. Can you imagine? I just want you to imagine what that was like. I know y'all don't believe this, but if it was me standing there or, or, and Rusty and we're walking along, I'd be like, Rusty, did you see that? Dude was talking to trees, man. Nothing happened. Nothing. No clouds parted. The, stun, the sun didn't stop shining. The moon didn't come out. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Nothing. And he keeps on walking. However, as we come into this passage, we come to where Jesus is now coming back the next day, back the other direction. And all of a sudden, the disciples look over and they're thinking, because you can imagine what it was like yesterday. And today I look over and the tree is dead. I'm telling you, I'm like, dude, tree's dead, man, shh, shh. He's dead. And then one of the disciples, smart enough, goes, hey, look. <laughs> Tree's dead, man. Jesus then says these words. Have faith in God. Of course, that's not really what he said. What he really said was have 
the faith of God. Or in the original it says have God's faith. Have the faith of God. Now if that doesn't encourage you, nothing on this planet will ever encourage you. Because the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of life itself, says to us, you can have my faith. What? I can have God's faith? I can do, I can have the faith, literally the faith of God. What did God's faith do? It created the world. It created the universe as we know it. It created life itself, and it was all by the faith of God. Jesus demonstrates to them that he had the faith of God, and this is how it operates. You'll say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, plucked up, and cast in the sea. And if you won't doubt in your heart, but you will believe the thing that you said, you'll have it. You'll have whatever you say. And when you pray, you must believe that you receive it, and then, guess what? You will have it. Now, I don't know if you understand what's just been said here, but you can have the faith of God to create, bring into your life, or to move the things that are hindering your life. See, two things are listed here. One is the fact that you can move something. The other is the fact that you can bring something. One prayer brings it, but confession and the word out of your mouth can move it, change it, turn it around, and all of those things. And Jesus is clear here. And so the Lord speaks to me yesterday. I'm, by my, I'm just by myself, and I hear the Lord say, tell them how to release my goodness. Tell them how to release my goodness. Tell them how to release my good. I kept hearing it over and over again. I listened to a song on, you, on YouTube. Uh, I found this obscure song. It just ministered to my heart. I must have listened to it a hundred times. And all I could hear God say to me is, tell them to release my goodness. Tell them how to release my goodness. And I'm telling you, you can release the goodness of God. For it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, isn't it? Amen. See, when you get free... When you really get free, you can release the goodness of God in your life. But it is faith that releases it. Faith is what releases the goodness of God in your life. God's goodness is always here. It, he's good. He'll be, he was good yesterday. Look at somebody and say, he was good yesterday. Now look at somebody and say, he's good today. And then I want you to say this to somebody say, he'll be good tomorrow. Now how do I get that? How do I get the goodness of God? How do I get it? And so the Lord gave me another scripture. I looked at this scripture. I want you to look it up with me. I want you to turn over here. Ephesians 2.8. Releasing the goodness of God. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now, for you to have the goodness of God in your life, what I'm talking about, beloved, I wish above all things that I may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Knowing that God wants you to have an abundant life, for you to have that released in your life, for you to actually walk in that goodness that God's talking about, you're going to have to understand grace. There's a lot of mystery about grace, but I think this scripture describes to me best what grace is. I wrote down some things. I want you to write them down. Grace is God's unmerited favor. Man, that's a simple definition, right? We've all heard that one. Grace is God's unmerited favor, meaning 
that you're favored even though you didn't earn it. Let me tell you what else it is. Grace is the provision of God when you have nothing to do with it. Write that down. Grace is the provision of God when you have nothing to do with it. Think about that. God provides it and you had nothing to do with it. It had nothing to do with you at all. When you don't deserve it and when you shouldn't have it. Right? Provision when you don't deserve it, when you shouldn't have it, and when you didn't do anything to get it. Now that's God. That's, that's God. That's God's grace to us. For by grace are you saved. You don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You didn't have anything to do with it. But God provided it. Provision. You see it? It's provided. But here's the thing. Grace is not the receiver. See, we have it in our mind that just because God loves us and just because there's grace for something, that that makes us receive it. That I receive it because grace has been given. But grace is there for your prosperity. God wants you wealthy. He said, it is his desire that you be rich and he add no sorrow to it. And I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about wealth in terms of prosperity and blessing. God wants you blessed and prosperous. Somebody say amen. Blessed and prosperous. Health. He wants you, beloved, I wish above all things I might prosper and be in health. Even as a, now that's the provision of God. God, in his desire, has provided that, and you didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. You didn't do anything for it. Can't do a thing about it. He did it. But that don't mean you received it. Does God want you blessed? How much does God want you blessed? How much? Tell me how much. He's freaking out right now. Can't believe you're doing this to me, Pastor. Please, man. A lot. A lot. How much does God want you blessed? Greatly. Greatly. Brother Stuart, how much does God want you blessed? More than you can imagine. I got a scripture for you. Ready? I hath not seen, neither has an ear heard, what God has in store for those that love him. You could tell me whatever you want to about you. you could, I could ask you the question. You could look at me and you could go, he wants me this blessed. And I would tell you it's more than that. You'd say, well, he wants me to have this. And I would say, no, no, no. You hadn't seen it yet, Brother Derek. John can say, well, I heard this the other day. I said, no, no, no. You haven't even heard how much God wants you blessed. And here's the best part. It isn't going to be provided. It is not going to be provided. God is not going to come down, wave the magic wand, (laughs) poof, new car. Unfortunately, most of us have it in our mind that we get in a desperate state or a challenge because we don't know God the way we should know him, because we don't know what I'm telling you today because of what we've been taught religiously, We are trying to get God to do something. Oh, man, if I could just get God to do it. When he's already done it. He hath. 
The word hath is in the Bible multiple times, meaning past tense provision. He hath translated us from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous life. Hath. Who hath predestined us. Who hath. Do you see it? Jesus dying on the cross, when he said it's finished, every single thing you ever will, ever have, or ever are going to have need of in your life, the provision was made that very moment. It is finished. By Jesus' stripes, bless God, I am healed. He, cur- he broke the curse of the law so that I could have the blessings of Abraham. They are mine. 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 They belong to me. They are mine. They are mine. Right now, they're mine. Well, that sounds good, Pastor Steve. But I ain't got them. I still, I'm like Flintstones. I got my feet out the bottom of my car running. Why isn't this working out? Why don't I? Okay, listen to me. For by grace are you saved. Everybody understands that, right? Through Mark 11, 22. Okay, let's do it real quick. I don't know how fast you can switch it. But I want you to go, I'm going to say, for by grace are you saved. I'm going to say through, and then I want you to immediately switch it. All right, and I want you to go to Mark 11, 23, 24. Ready? For by grace are you saved through. You shall say unto that mountain, be that removed, plucked up, cast and seen, shall not doubt in your heart, believe in your heart. When you pray, you'll receive it. Amen. 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 Okay, let's go back. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Go back, go back, go back. Are you ready? For by grace, anticipate. Are you saved through? Okay, let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. Speed read, you ready? All right. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? It is not just grace that causes it to happen. Grace is the provision of the thing that you need before you need it, not because of what you've done, but grace has already done it. Grace has already done it. Your marriage, whatever it is, your future, it's grace. It's grace. And I'm not suggesting, listen to me, you can't help what other people do, but I can help what I do. If somebody don't want me, I don't want them. You can't manipulate them. I'm moving on to greener pastures and better things. Shunda. If somebody, if some old boy is smacking me around, he can go smack some other girl around. I'm out of here. You understand what I'm saying? If people have a right to make their choices, and you have a right to make yours as well. You have a right to say, I ain't living in this garbage. 
I ain't continuing on in this mess. I'm not going to live in a job where they treat me this way. I am not going to live in this rattle-trap, messed-up house with no air conditioning. I'm not driving this car with smoke going all over. I am not a bug sprayer. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? The Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. Listen to me. If your life is not matching that and you don't see that you have the desires of your heart, then check up what's going on and decide I'm not living this way anymore. I'm not staying in this. God said I could have the desires of my heart. I desire a good marriage. I desire a great job. I desire a new car. I desire a new house. I desire the blessings of the Lord. I desire my children to serve And you can have it because grace has already provided it. You can't go to God and say, this is my plan. Here it is. Here is my bag of plan. Wrapped up, tied up, stapled together. Here it is, God. Now turn it around. Take this man and make him a Christian. Take this man. And I want him to stop doing drugs because I said so. And I don't want him to like women no more other than me. And I'm... Here's what you need to do. Take that bag. Give it the left foot of fellowship and head on down the road. And get the desires of your heart. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. You ain't got but one life to live. Just one. And it's going to end. Whether you like that or not, it's going to be over. You may as well live in the blessings of the Lord. You may as well live it the way God said you should live it. You can have a good life full of the goodness of God. And whatever you desire, God will give it to you. If what you've got right now isn't it, then move on to what is. Somebody ought to shout in here. You're getting what I'm talking about, ain't you? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. You can move on into greener pastures. He said he restores my soul. Surely goodness and mercy. Release the goodness of God in your life. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to dwell in the house. Well, I better keep going. Wait a minute, we got to do this one more time. You ready? For by grace are you saved through. You shall say unto this mountain, Be thou plucked up, cast in sea, and shine out down in your heart. Believe those things that you say shall come to pass. And when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you'll have it. It is the faith of God that will transform your life. And God said you could have the faith of God. It's time for you to open up your mouth and speak your victory out of your mouth. Start saying what God said. Start speaking it out the way God speaks it out. Start confessing victory over your life. Start confessing victory over your finances. Start confessing victory over your child. Start confessing victory over your situation. Oh, glory to God. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am over and I am not under. I've said this for years. I'm going to say it one more time. I'll say it so you get it. Sometimes you got to leave Egypt. Yes, 
to get to Canaan. So your faith is what acquisitions the grace that's already provided. Everything you need is already there, but faith will bring it into your life. Faith will cause it to come to pass. Just like the scripture says, for by grace are you saved, but it is through faith. You need to know faith. You need to understand how to operate in faith, and then you need to operate in faith. You need to know, see, if, if what you're living in doesn't line up with what God says, then you're supposed to make your life line up to the Word. Make your life line up with the Word of God. Know what God says you're supposed to have. And make up your mind, that's what I'm going to have. One of the scriptures I speak over my family and my house is, As for me and my house. As for me and my house, whatever don't line up to that ain't staying in my house. So while I'm praying, it'll transform it. Well, if i got to get rid of it to fix it, I'll fix it. Because as for me and my house, I don't see if you, you guys don't. Do you get what I'm talking about? When you start changing the situation, you start speaking God's word, and you start walking in God's provision, you're going to have the blessing. Now, I'm about done. But I want you to turn over one more. Just turn over to Psalm 27. We're going to read it off the screen. I want you to read it with me. Psalms chapter 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Ain't no room to fear. I don't have to fear nothing. No fear, brother. No fear. The Lord is my strength. He's the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Glory to God. The Lord is my light. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came up to eat my flesh. The Lord didn't let that happen. Though an host would encamp around me, my heart will not fear. Though a war should rise against me. In this... I'm confident. Glory to God. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that I'm going to seek after. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord all my days. And I'm going to behold the beauty of the Lord. And I'm going to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he's going to hide me. Hold on, hold on. He's going to hide me. He's watching out after me. He's got my back, man. He'll hide me in his movie. In the secrets of his tabernacle, he'll hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Then, and now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, I'll offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises. Unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, and you'll have mercy on me, and you will answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said, Thy face, Lord, will I seek after. 
Hide not your face from me. Put not your, thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God, of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy ways. O Lord, and lead me in plain paths because of mine enemies. Deliver me not. Over unto the will of mine enemy, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I had fainted. I just wouldn't have made it. I couldn't have gone there unless I had seen the goodness I'm telling you you need to release the goodness of God in your life it'll cause you to rise up above this challenge it'll cause you to overcome in every situation because the goodness of God will bring you into the good things of God